Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast with Mark Allred, Court Lalonde, and Rob Tomlin. You can subscribe and rate our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Player.fm, SoundCloud.com, and Stitcher Radio. You can support the show financially by going to blackandgoldhockey.com and clicking on the fanatics.com banner before shopping online. You can also purchase exclusive Black and Gold Hockey podcast merchandise in the official B&G shop. And now, time to start the Bruins Hockey Talk from three different countries. Enjoy the show. Hey Bruins fans, welcome back to episode 98 of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. We are 17 days away from the start of the season. This particular uh, show is uh, in partnership with Primetime Sports Talk, covering all the bases of New England sports. Um, uh, good afternoon, Court. Good afternoon, Rob. Uh, how are we doing? I'm all good. Hockey's nearly here. I know. Very exciting. Uh, there's a game on right now, which which two of us are, are watching, so we'll try to keep you up to date. Um, we have a couple things to go through. Uh, we do not have a prospect uh, hour in the second hour with Josh Bemis. He's technically at the game uh, covering uh, the Bruins and Washington Capitals. So technically we're just, or te- physically? Physically. Physically. That's what I meant. Um so we're not going to do a prospect hour. We'll probably get back to that next week or maybe the week after. Once the um, the prospects, um, they start going back to the junior teams and the AHL Bruins, they start to form their lineup. So when we have a better idea, we'll start getting back onto that. But um, last week's game, there was only one game in the preseason, and I thought it was uh, a good one. It was in China. I tried to stay up for it, but um, that was not happening. I made it till one fifty in the morning before I passed out. So, um, but I DVR'd it and I watched the game. And I thought there was a lot of good things that happened in this game. Um, the uh, the Bruins won four to three in the shootout. Uh, the the goals were from Trent Frederick, Ryan Donato, John Moore, and the game winner shootout winner went to uh, Jake DeBrusque. Um, did you guys have a chance to see any of the replay or watch the game physically? I watched the replay. I couldn't get hold of the game. 
So, uh, from what it looked like, they had a good game. I mean, they let them come back, but other than that, like it, it's a good effort for the first game back, I think. Yeah, I, I didn't uh, watch it live, but I, I watched it when I got up at 5 o'clock in the morning with my daughter. Um, but unfortunately, I didn't tape long enough, so I didn't get to watch uh, overtime in the shootout. But uh, from what I watched, you know, it's preseason, so I'm not expecting much. I thought, uh, I know I'm going to, I butcher this name every time, but uh, Kleharik, I say it right? Solaric. Yeah. Solaric. I thought he played fantastic. Yeah. Um, I thought he was very strong on the puck. Um, he had very good eyes out there. He was passing well. Um, he looked good. Um, he looked as good as he did that uh, that time last year when he was on the line with uh, Krejci and Pasta. He looked good out there. Looked strong. I thought um, Carlo um, needs some conditioning. Uh, he looked a little uh, hesitant out there, and I would I would also say the same about uh, Mr. McAvoy. I wasn't, uh, but it's like I said, first preseason game. But when those two were out there on the penalty kill for the power play, it looked like uh, McAvoy didn't know what he was doing out there, to be honest. But he's not used to it, right? It's not his thing. Right. It looked like Carlo, like I even was replaying it and rewinding it. It looked like Carlo had to try and cover for McAvoy because McAvoy just wasn't used to it. But that all comes with time. Um, you know, Jake DeBrus looked well, looked real well. There's a lot of positives out of it. Halak, Halak made some great saves. So, yeah, he he really surprised me, and 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 not no goaltending bias here, but um, I, I was and, and it's preseason. It's not it's not you know the end all be all. It's just it's just conditioning, getting ready for the the 2018-19 season. But I thought he looked really well, and um, I think he's going to bring a really serious element to this uh, goaltending tandem. Um, Possibly even better than than the um, the tandem that Tuukka Rask and, and Anton Hudobin had last year, even though even when Anton was good. So I expect good things from that. Um, the um, the game the 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 roster that went over to China. This is this is very different. People don't I I don't understand why people don't understand that there's there's a split squad because people are like, did they did they wave Chara? Did they drop him? Did they just you know, get rid of him because he wasn't on, he wasn't playing in the game in China. But there is a split squad. They're, they're still over in China. We have a lineup here, and uh, the, the 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 players that are over in China are Brad for forwards, uh, Brad Mashan, student uh, Jack Sunika, David Pasenak, Jake DeBrusque, Jakob Forsbacher, Carlson, Colby Cave, Ryan Donato, Peter Solarik, Trent Frederick, Jordan Swartz, David Backus, Yacht. Joachim Nordstrom, Chris Wagner, and Martin Bakos. The defensemen are John Moore, Charlie McAvoy, Matt Grizzlick, Kevin Miller, Jakob Zborl, Euro Vakaninen, Brandon Carlo, and the goaltenders over in China are uh, Tukarask and Yaroslav Halak. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good lineup. Uh, not enough time to create any chemistry, more or less just a, you know, it's an exhibition, but it was, it was a lot of fun to watch and, and, and the crowd over there seemed to really get into it and, and, and a packed house at that. So it, you could definitely tell that there's so much interest and the people that are over there covering 
when they did get outside of the arena, uh, they were saying that the people were just, they were mad about about hockey being there. They were like, what times have, you know, very exciting times. So, um, and it's, it's good for the game. It's good for the growth uh, worldwide. It, it's just getting, you know, there's countries that are just picking up the game that I would never have thought. So there's a lot of positives out of it. Um, the upcoming schedule is going to be uh, today's game uh, against the uh, Stanley Cup champs, the Washington Capitals. And the lineup for that is um, the the forwards are Anton Bleed, Ryan Fitzgerald, Danton Heinen, Cameron Hughes, Yuna Kampanen, I can't stand saying that name, uh, David Krejci, Carson Coleman, Jakob Lauko, Mark McNeil, Marcel Nobles, Zach Sinishin, Daniel Winnick, and defenseman uh, Alex Anderson, Zidane Chara, Connor Clifton, Mark Fain, Emil Johansson, Jeremy Lawson, and the goaltenders Zane McIntyre and Dan Vladar. So those are your those are your split squads right there. Um, but uh, yeah, and then the upcoming schedule is uh, Tuesday against the Washington Capitals again. Uh, Wednesday against the Calgary Flames in Beijing, China. And then Saturday to round off the week against the Detroit Red Wings on the road. So that's everything there that you need to know. Um, what are we going to do? Your technical difficulties, sir. Who? You. Why? I don't know. It was like it was like uh, making some weird noises. Oh, great. Oh, well, you just edit that part out. We're talking about it now. No big deal. Uh, all right. Um... So, the stories and headlines, um, Adam McQuay got traded last week. Um, I think it was a good time to do it. I believe that if, if this, this Bruins team was to wait until later, I don't, I don't think he'd have value at the trade deadline. I'm not really overly sure about that. I could be definitely wrong. But I believe that he could be a player that could have walked to free agency. So, I think by doing something now... Um, and, and not being in the season to have him time to get injured. Um, I think this was smart to, to move him along and, uh, get some, some kind of value back. And I'm not saying Steve Camper is any value at all. I'm not, I'm not pleased with that, but it is what it is. Um, uh, you know, he's not going to play. I don't believe so either. I think he's just going to be they, that. They did this for the draft pick. I don't know. What do you think, Rob? Uh, I think Camphor might be a piece for the AHL squad after losing um, what's his name? Uh, oh, Mark Tommy Cross. Yeah, Tommy Cross. Oh, yeah. Fair, fair. So after losing a veteran guy like that, uh, bringing a guy like Camphor that's been in been in the actual Boston team before, yeah, the give the kids some idea of what they need to do. So I, I think that's. I think it was an all right piece to bring back, especially the draft pick was was good. I just think the timing was off. I, I was kind of hoping it would get done earlier. Um, it's just like Adam McQuaid even said, he was on his way to the rink thinking he was going to China and then was told that he wasn't. Right. So, I mean, I think that was a bit of bad timing for that. But uh, I... We all knew it was coming. Yeah, someone was going, um, and it's it's a tough loss because it's a guy that's blue collar mm-hmm. worker and 
likes to block shots, plays physical. Plays only 30 games a year. Right. Yeah, but it is one of those guys where it is a tough loss on the organization. It's like when Sean Thornton went and everyone. It's just, it's tough to see guys like that go when you know they've given you 100% their entire time. That I'll give. I just, the, I don't know, the, it was like a, a day of mourning for some people. For like, I was just yeah. like, oh, nice. I, I, eleven years, great. But like, it was time to move on. He's, yeah. It's not like the Rangers are now Stanley Cup contenders because they got yeah. Adam McQuaid. But people are acting like it. They're like, oh my god, we lost McQuaid. Like, yeah. So what? That's right. What it is. Hey, and, yeah. and and from my understanding, and yeah, just from talks off the record talks was that. Uh, they approached Adam and said, "Listen, this is this is going to be your role if you stay with this team, and your role is most likely going to be in the press box watching, as other younger players are, are getting inserted into this lineup. If you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna do a youth movement, this this is the move that you have to make. Um, you, you have to lose a player, a veteran like Adam McQuaid, and and it's unfortunate. He's a fan favorite. I get it. I I I appreciate his heart and his effort and so on. I really do." But you know, it's just those. It's just these moves need to need to be made. I like the idea that they got the fourth round pick back and a conditional seventh, which is up in the air right now. But hey, we can make the joke. They got a better return than uh, Ottawa did for Carlson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jeez. Um, but you know, I, I just I just think that they really sat him down and said, listen, you know. Yeah, you can sit from the press box and be a member of this team for your final year, or you can we can move you to facilitate to get some more uh, playing time for you and a more of an active role on a on an NHL roster. And I think that they both came to an agreement. I don't think the Bruins were were bad guys on getting rid of them. I just think that any organization in in the position like the Bruins are right now, with all this all this talent that's coming up and and spaces needed to be filled. I think it, you know, it was a good thing for both sides. So, uh, you know, obviously, best of luck to Adam in in the Rangers. Um, no, I mean, I'm sorry, on the Rangers, not best of luck to the Rangers. Um, and it'd be very interesting to see the first game because I, you know, you you know, <laughs> I kind of have a feeling that he'll drop the gloves with some with one of these Bruins players, and I think it would be pretty funny to see. Um, well, if it's Kevin Miller, we're gonna watch how quickly. Uh... Adam McQuaid goes down and doesn't get back up. Right. <laughs> I honestly think Kevin Miller is like a tank. Like, I just don't get it. Everybody's like, oh, we lost our toughness. I'm like, Kevin Miller's tougher uh, than McQuaid. Right. Yeah. And, and, and more skilled. And, and well, you get Miller. You get Chara that can still throw throw gloves. Wagner is a, is a, is a physical presence. Uh, he doesn't really fight often, but I think he might this year. Um, and there's... There's more people on this team that pe- than people think that can throw the gloves down if 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 somebody's taking liberties on their teammate. I don't get the narrative that once Adam McQuaid was gone, this team went to I'm gonna say Sally because I was gonna use another word, but um, and that's not true. Who cares? Does, I know. What does fighting do? Like seriously, it, it, are it's we just all pe- watching a different game? Yeah, it's like, just people is- they can't they can't get the big bad Bruins mentality out of their heads. They they grew up in the 70s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, so I'm sure that when the new generation coming through, that will all get filtered out and people start understanding that the league is changing for the better. Believe it or not, hundred percent, hundred percent. 
But it's harder to intimidate guys with how many rules there are now. Like, players know that they're not going to do certain stuff, like beyond the rules, because they'll get suspended. Um, that didn't used to happen in the past. Like, people didn't really care. If they were there to fight, they were there to fight, and it just doesn't happen anymore. So the intimidation factor is lost anyway. So I don't really see the need for having a fighter. Like it, there are guys there, like you said. There's plenty of guys that will drop the gloves. I mean, Bergeron's dropped the gloves in the past. There's please every don't do that. Members, yeah, but every member of that team has dropped the gloves at one time or another. I think even didn't Pasternak fight. Um, he did. Yeah, he, who did. Did he fight. I he don't remember. Way bigger than him. Oh, I want to. Oh man, this was is it? No, it wasn't Cal Clutterbuck, was it? it? I'm sure it was someone like that. Um, but yeah, there's guys out there that they give the heart and soul for the team. So you lose one guy that does it, you've still got a full team of guys that do it. Um, you just got to look back at was it, was it in the playoffs when uh, Brad Marchand said there's no room in this uh, dressing room for passengers? Yeah, exactly. There aren't. I don't think there are any anymore. Uh, I think that's one of the things they did really well is get rid of guys like that. That just wanted wanted to be like around the top six without actually earning it. I think Zach Senishin just dropped the gloves. <laughs> <laughs> he really wants to uh, prove what he's worth, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not. He has totally... a lot to prove because he's gone down the death chart. Like I feel bad for the yeah. guy. I really do. Because yeah. he's he's obviously a talent, but when you look at guys like Trent Frederick and all and Ryan Fitzgerald, like. I, don't know. I just don't even know where he fits in. I know he's not. It just makes no sense to me now. He's probably going to be like, um, what was the guy's name? I even liked him as a player. Uh, Seth Griffith. Yeah. He'll probably end up like he did, where he gets like a little taste of the NHL at the, with the Bruins, but then goes on to somewhere else to try and get it there. I did like what I saw from John Moore. <clears throat> oh, me yes. too. I told you he had an offensive upside. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I just never, I've never seen the guy. It's not like I'm like, hey, you know what I should do? I should watch some New Jersey Devil games. No, I've just, I, <laughs> I saw a lot Oof. about. Oh, him. it's so painful watching those games. Yeah, but I saw him like when they started talking about him being Mister All the Time and everything. Um, I saw a couple of games where, especially when he gets the space three on three, that guy can fly, like he's so quick. Yeah, uh, in that preseason game, he just. I mean, the, the puck went around the net and into the corner. And uh, they, it was a couple passes there and there. And he just snuck right in. And I'm not sure who passed it. Uh, but it was a nice backhander right in front of the goal. And then he was there to tip it right in. And goalie had no chance. I can't remember who it was that passed it to him. I can't either. It was a really nice backhand pass, though. Um, um, yeah. how, how about the PTOs that, are, that, are, that have joined the club? And I, and I know that a, m- a majority of these guys are here um, to fill out the roster because of that split squad uh, scenario. Wait, I still think, I never, I never comment, I think that split squad was a genius idea because the, the guys that stayed home are the guys that I would rather not go on that long trip to China. Right, yeah. right. Um, but defenseman Mark Fain is on a PTO. Uh, forward Daniel Winnick, uh, NHL veteran. Uh, Lee Stepniak. Uh, he's uh, on the PTO. Actually, saw him uh, 
after some of the the rookie camps. Uh, he was there with uh, Chara and and Marshan and some of the Heinen and those guys uh, skating with them at captain's practices. So he, he, I mean, he looked good, but it's captain's practices. There's no hitting. There's there's really no physical. It's all it's all you know offensive skill and and getting your you getting your legs worked up. And uh, also Marcel Noble is uh, a, a player from German Germany. Uh, is also one of PTO. I I honestly I mean. Maybe Marcel Nobles goes, to, uh, you know, signs a deal and uh, reports to Providence. I'm really not sure about that, but I don't see uh, Fane, Winnick, or Stepniak really staying with this team and signing a one-year deal. Uh, we don't need another defenseman, uh, veteran or not. Uh, there's just too many, and you don't want to pay a guy that's going to be watching from the from the uh, press box on level nine. So um, the only thing I can see with that Mark Fane thing is whether they give him a two-way deal if he actually does well and he's there in case of injuries in Providence. Yeah. Because that's a guy you don't care about waving. Like, if you have to wave him, you wave him. But cover him for injuries if they want to make a deep playoff run. It's always there. And when you've lost a guy like um, McQuitted and then you bring a guy like Mark Fane who is... A defensive stay-at-home defenseman. Like, I don't know. It's whether they just keep hold of like one or two guys, maybe give them two-way deals, and then just use them for injuries. Because they're expendable at the at the end of the day, aren't they? Yeah. If they're only on a PTO and you sign them to a one-year two-way deal, like who cares if you waive them? Right, and also Mark Fain also um, the unconfirmed reports is if he doesn't get a deal signed in the NHL. He could be Europe bound or KHL yeah. bound. That wouldn't surprise me, right? Yeah, uh, I, I don't uh, see any of these PTOs playing on the team. I agree with you, Mark. Yeah, they're just here to basically push some of the younger kids. You know what I mean? It, and I like that idea. It's always a good thing to bring them in. I'd, um, but there's a there's a lot of people that say we we could use a player like Lee Stepniak back, and I, I strongly disagree on that. Oh, you yeah. know, if you if you it, we constantly talk about the youth movement, and if you do something like that, you're just taking steps backwards, and you're not going forwards with with the way that the league is moving along. So, um, I disagree and, there. Yeah, and Anders Bjork seems to be um, very healthy. Um, he is not in the lineup. Uh, he was not in the lineup on in China. Wasn't he's not even in China. He's actually with the with the split squad that's in the U.S. Um, but he appears to be all set and ready to go for game one of the season. Um, it's it's so tough with this lineup, and it's so good to have this problem. But with the depth and everything, where do you play him? Just I think the only place he fits in is on that top line on the right wing if Pasternak moves down. Because if you don't fit him there, I I don't see where he goes. Like, yeah. just he can't take Bacchus's spot because Bacchus is basically glued to that third line right wing role. I wouldn't put a six million dollar guy on the fourth line. No, like I've either. seen some people project, and I'm like, I don't think the Jacobs family would be very happy about paying for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. It's just weird. It depends if they want to change that lineup up. If they don't, 
I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe he starts in Providence again. Yeah, I mean, he's he does have AHL eligibility. Yeah. So, it, it's a weird one with him. I, I, I agree. I think he'll be on the top line. Uh, I believe Bergeron made the comment th- saying that uh, he played real well on that line. So, I, I do think they're going to try this uh, Krejci pasta and have two lines thing. At least at the beginning of the season, I think they're going to give it a try. Yeah. That, well, that's the best. As much as everybody freaks it. out, yeah, as much as everybody freaks out about it and like, oh, this is the best line in hockey, that's great. I, I said it before. I think I said it last week. What's wrong with having the best two lines in no, hockey? No, I, I know. I know. That's the same argument with, that I have with so many people. It's like, you know, why, why are you relying on one when you can have two? That's just. That's, that, that, like, guys, Krejci's good. Yeah. He's a if good he's got player. the right guys and he gels with them, especially a guy like Pasternak, I mean, that could be deadly. Yeah, and, and Heinen. Heinen's also another player that's getting uh, heavy consideration on, on that top line. I mean, he's he's starting there today. I know it's preseason, but he's uh, Krejci center on the top line uh, with Fitzgerald on the left and Heinen on the right. Yeah, all you got to do is skate with them, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. You skate with them. And let them get the puck to you because they're that good. So, yeah, just know. leave the center of the ice to David Krejci, and if they get the puck to him, good things happen. So, um, another one that's really interesting to me, and I'm not sure if any any of you guys might have dove into it at all, um, but uh, Jesse Gabriel seems to have disappeared. Um, yeah. he he has not been invited or. Uh, you know, I don't know what's going on behind closed doors, and I'm not going to say anything about rumors, but um, it's kind of weird that he was not involved in the rookie uh, games uh, in the in Buffalo, the Prospect Challenge. Uh, he was not involved in rookie camp, and he's not involved in camp um, in the NHL main training camp now. Um, so, and I'm not sure where he goes from here, because if he didn't make any appearances in any camps before this, I'm not sure if he's going to be involved in Providence camp. Uh, the player is still under an entry-level contract for two more seasons, so he's still Bruins property. And it makes me wonder if there was... Is he some, injured? Uh, he did get... In, oh, now, here, here's the thing. In um, November of last season, he got returned to the WHL. Um, and I don't know what happened. I've heard several rumors. I'm not going to say them. Because uh, there's no credibility to them. If until there is, I will say something. But um, he got brought back to the AHL because he was eligible to go back to juniors. Um, finished the year, and Regina tep- um, had the uh, Memorial Cup. They were the host, and he played the rest of the season. Did okay. I thought he. I played. Watched a couple of games, and I thought he was really good. But at the end of the year, into the I think the first round of the playoffs, when they got knocked out. That's when he got injured, and it carried over till later on in May when uh, the Memorial Cup happened, and he didn't make any appearances there either. But what's the why the secret? I mean, just come out and say that Jesse's not attending any of the um, off-season or preseason uh, festivities because he's injured. I, I don't. Does anybody ask the question? Like. You were at some of the, the, the stuff. Has anybody asked the question yet? I, I asked. I mean, I'm just like, has anybody heard of Jesse Gabe, where he is? And, and I got no answer at all. It was more or less like, you know, you really got to dive into it myself and find the answers. But I really can't find anything at all on him. Well, then it's obvious to me. But, like, I'm, 
you know, just my opinion. Speculating? Uh, speculating, yes. This is not fact. This is not, uh, you know, I don't think he, I think they're done with him. Something's happened. Yeah, I, I do too. This, this is the Boston Bruins. Like, it's just like everybody, thank God, Sagan signed, but like everybody's trying to, you know, put the magic that he might come back. And I'm like, that's not happening. The Boston Bruins, when they don't like a player, they make it known. Right. And when the player pisses them off, there's it's like they don't even give a second strike. It's just you're gone. And and, and, and when Jesse played in 20 I think it was 21 games last season, he didn't get a goal till probably the 20th game when before they before they sent him back to uh, to juniors. And I thought for sure that before going to juniors, he might even get demoted to the Atlanta Gladiators in the ECHL. But I don't know. There's something. There's something strange going on, um, and you know, I really hope I get some validity on on some of the the stuff that I've heard because it's been it's it's strange and kind of you know, I don't know. It's just I don't know. I'll, I'll try to figure out, find out. I'll try to ask, poke around, and see. I certainly don't want to you know be asking any of the. Um, family members, that's for sure, because I've dealt with that before. So, um, all right, moving on to another subject and, and weird. Um, Court, does it seem a little brighter to you at TD Garden at all? What do you mean? Well, oh, the, watching on the game? Yeah. Yeah, it does. The uh, uh, per athletic website writer Jill McDonald, the TD Garden updated the lighting in the building. It's, you know what? It's dark in there. I thought it was. I thought it was okay, but I thought it was a little dark before. It is bright now, and I wonder if that's. I wonder if that's a standard now. I wonder if like players, if places like Madison Square Garden, which which is notoriously dark in certain areas, um, will have to um, you know abide by a certain lighting spec um, per the NHL rules. I don't know why the upgrade happened, but there's always probably, a reason. I, it, it's sorry, probably to do with the uh, TV, I'm guessing, because yeah. everything's in HD and 4K now, and if you don't have the light right, uh, right lighting, uh, it won't work properly. HD. So that's probably why. Yeah, I, I would. It's it's a money thing. They they look better on TV. They'll get more games, right? Yeah, yeah I would believe so. Are we going to um, discuss the jersey? Oh, I didn't even. Sorry, didn't we even... Can add that in. We'll add that in. <laughs> Keep going on your talk. I didn't know. I I didn't even know about the lighting. So yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know. I didn't either. But uh, apparently, this is the first time Joe's been in the building um, this 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 year, and he noticed it that it's very bright. Um, it's probably very bright as the higher up because he's on level nine watching from the press box. Well, yeah. Like when we were there, just think how dark it was. It was. Yeah, it was. It was. And, um, yeah, you could, ha- you hardly see what's going on in the stands area, but you know, the, the lighting in the, on the rink itself was kind of, you know, par for the, uh, for the course, but definitely seems like it's very bright now. So it's probably better for the fan experience. And like Rob said, the, the TV probably benefits from it too. You know, the Jacobs, they, They'll do anything to make more money, right? Right. Yeah. I, I would too. It is, as I've said a million times, I'll, I'll be the apologist because I always say it, it's a business, people. Yep. Everything's about money. 
life's about money. Jeez. Exactly. So what about the jersey court? Well, I guess that it's it's many web pages are saying that leaked image is the jersey. Yeah, so. I we um I think I'm not sure which writer we we had uh, do one, but um oh it was I think it was oh geez I don't remember um but anyway Evan. yeah Evan Evan Michaels I think he did uh, a couple articles on on the good jerseys the bad jerseys and I think even uh, Max Mainville might have did the the Winter Classic one. But I, I I like it. I I think it goes back to the the early ages of the uh, the mid the mid twenties when the Bruins came into the league. You know, Eddie Shore and Dick Clapper area era. Old time uh, hockey, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminds me that every time I hear that, I think of the pu- putting the foil on and putting the foil on. Old time hockey. But no, I I, li- I like that. I do like the uh, the the way that they they did the jerseys. Ooh, ooh. Who owns the Chiefs? Own. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Denny, La- Denny Larue, he cracks me up. It has to be of that. What was it? Uh, the the seventy fifth anniversary jerseys. It looks a lot like that. Yes. Yeah. And I have one of those. I have a, a Ray Bork one, and uh, I like it. It's um, is a lot more brown in it. Buy it because they I, I, they take my money all the time, but yeah. right. <laughs> If anybody can give me a suggestion, because I, I put past on the last jersey just because he signed, because I said I would do that. It's just, I keep going back to Bergeron every single time. Debrusque. I know. Ooh. Yeah, that's Ooh. another good one. I'd have a Debrusque jersey. I think that's my next purchase. Well, I, I had someone trying to tell me that, like, you can't put a guy's name on it if you're older than him. I'm like, well, and I guess I can't put oh, anybody's gee, name on it. Give me a break. <laughs> I, I, I buy jerseys for the fact, like, now I'll buy a jersey that says either Bergeron, because I know he's going to retire, a Bruin. Uh, at least I hope so. So that, that name goes on and on and on. I'd love to get a DeBrusque, uh, and I hope he stays. And my, my thing is, is, every time we get jerseys, like, I bought my, my wife a Sagan jersey, and then a year. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, now it's not being worn at all, so, and I can understand that. But now, now I'd buy like I'll buy a Neely, a Bergeron. I have a, I have a the hotel. Unless you're the hotel in China, did you see the jerseys everywhere? Thomas yeah. and uh, and Sagan's. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Oh, when you could buy them for like three dollars over there, it's not so bad. Well, yeah. no, they're fake. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. I bought one. I bought one over there, and it looked great. I got it, and then all of a sudden you wear it. And the thread started to fray in the arms. Yeah, it was te- the, the and the and the, uh, the threads just came so unloose. It was like it was built to ship, and as soon as you got it, it started to fall apart. To be fair, like a lot of my friends have like show jerseys in the house, and they always get like the knockoff ones to put inside like a a frame or anything. Yeah, but if you want to wear it you can't buy one of them because <laughs> it will literally just if it especially if it rains and you're wearing it it'll just fall apart onto the floor so ah uh, i'm running out of list of things to talk about here <laughs> well i added in i was, I was trying there oh no i know i that's i appreciate that that's ex- exactly what i need that's the worst thing though because like now you get like your okay, first we could talk who do we think that third line center is going to be 
Uh, I mean, there's so many people that are pulling for certain players, and I don't think it's Stegnika. I don't. I no, I don't. Great. He is. He, he's a he's a yeah. very well rounded, talented prospect, and 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 I think he's going to do well in this Bruins organization. But I, I just the way everything's lining up in in, in current contracts, you, like like you said earlier, Court. The Jacobs are, do not want to put, or, or one of you guys said, uh, you're not going to put David Backus on the fourth line. Jacobs won't let him have, you know, because you're paying $6 million. Yeah. 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 So if you look at all the contracted players that the Bruins have right now, I just don't see them saying, you're going to sit, we're going to play this kid. I They've never done that in the past. I, at least I don't believe they have. So other teams might do it. I just don't see this Bruins team do it. But the option to go back and learn more and and gain more weight and more body muscle in Oshawa in the OHL, I think would be beneficial for his game. Plus, not only that, but it also opens up a roster spot later on after next se- after this coming season for him to slide right into without any yeah. problems of, of contracted players and so on. So I really think that... That'll be... The thing with him is everyone's saying, "Oh, he's gonna, he's the the guy in the depth chart that is most likely to crack the top six when he's older." Like, why rush the guy? Like, let him learn what he's got to learn. Yeah. Like, don't just throw him in with all the grown-ups and be like, "Right, that's it. You're in the deep end. Come on." Like it, a lot of the I best players have played out the junior. And then gone through the AHL, and then gone to the NHL, and learned what you've got to do at every single level, not just. Spezza is a perfect example of a guy that didn't get rushed. Yeah. Auto Senators, they didn't rush him. They right. put him down the AHL. Yeah. And it turned out to be pretty good. Well, but... look at Jake DeBrus. Spends one year in the AHL, a bit of seasoning, comes up to the NHL, and he was one of our best players. Exactly. So learning the just, system, learning the system in, in, in a development level is not a bad thing. There's so many people yeah. that, that do that uh, shiny new toy. Let's let's get it involved and let's see what happens, because those would be the first people. Th- those people would be the first ones that crap on him when he when he makes a mistake. Yeah, that's so. why I think that JFK is the guy that's going to take that spot I, because I, he's he's done like he went through college. I know he didn't finish it, but then he was at the point where he couldn't really do much more at college, like hockey-wise. So he came to the AHL, did a full year there, and now he's going to get the chance in the NHL. And then you've got Trent Frederick, who's only played in the AHL for, what was it, 10 games? Yeah, it was, it was a short time, a little bit in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, let him be your first-line centre in Providence next season. Because someone's got to do it, right? Because you don't have Zonic anymore, and yeah, Mark, Mark McNeil's not going to play your top line. No, like it's it's got to be someone who you're molding to be a top six sentiment. Like that's the guy who needs to play the top line in Providence, not some old guy. Like I just don't get it. Yeah, it's pretty much the uh, the poop and get off the pot for JFK, and if he can't do it, he can't do it. Yeah, and, that's the thing, because some people have questions about his size and his strength and everything. And, I mean, he's an amazing 
like 200 foot player but can he do it at the NHL level that's the main thing we're going to find out yeah otherwise you know it wouldn't because I, I like him as a player put back as the third line center and Clahera uh, gets to play yeah and and, I like uh, the kid. and he's big he's strong I like him Oh, yeah. we haven't talked about the fact that uh, David Backus has lost weight he coming into this very season. There. Yeah, and wants to evolve his game to actually fit in with the new NHL. Yeah, which is good. Pe- people are complaining, why didn't he do that last season? The guys like had half his colon taken out last season. Right. Like, what did you wrong. expect him to do? But the thing is, the the thing with his colon they said was happening before it got took out. It didn't just like, he didn't just get sick and that was it. Like that must've been happening for some time prior to it. So that can't have been helping him out. So, I mean, all props to the guy. Like how old is he now? 34? 30? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And yeah. he's lost weight, like gone to train on his skating all summer. Which is one of them things that I always say, like, if a guy has an obvious, like, flaw to him and he goes out and tries to fix it, then fair play to the guy. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Commend that guy for doing what he's got to do and not sitting back and just collecting his money and, and, you know, walking to retirement, which could happen after after his contracted years uh, are done in Boston. Yeah, and he was the captain of the Blues for a reason. He's not, he's not a lazy guy. He doesn't want to just play like half of like 50 percent he wants to give a hundred percent he wants to play as hard as he can the guy's trying like he's one of them players where he's never gonna get a fair shake in boston with the fan base just because of his contract but do you expect that guy in free agency to go oh you want to give me six million i don't think i'm worth that give me (laughs) give me half of that no and the guy's not going to go, oh, you want to pay me for the next, like, six years? Oh, no, I'll take two. Right. Some fans love to harp on the contract thing. I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. Come on. I've, n- I've never heard of it. Like, if I came up to someone and went, here's, like, $100, and they'd be like, no one would say to me, oh, I, I don't really need that. Like, they'd, take, they'd snatch it out of your hand faster than anything. <laughs> That's like me but at a buffet. The people that are like, no, no, this is, I'd never do that. I'd never sign for that. Blah blah blah. Yeah, okay. But go, just touching on the uh, the third line center. Um, I, I I like the idea of JFK because he's he's going on his last year of his entry level deal. So this is this could be a make or break for him. The, the, the Bruins could obviously give him an opportunity to make the lineup and stick with it. How long? It's up to him. But he also could be showcasing for uh, a, a young asset in a future trade at the trade deadline too. So the more games he plays, the more other teams can see him and how he adjusts and, and evaluate. That they might want to, they might be attracted to something like that. If the Bruins wanted to make a move, as they're not doing really good um, in the upcoming season, right around that trade deadline time. So, I mean, there's so many angles to JFK being uh, a third line center that you can look at. Um, he's valued on the team, the organization, and he's valued in a trade value. Um, but 
Like another person that's going to be in there too is fighting for a spot is Sean Corrales, and you know I like I like Sean's game. He's got a really heady uh, game. He's really fast. He's got speed. You never know. I mean, there's so many so many um, options that this team has. It's it's crazy to really sit there and and actually predict what could actually happen. So, um, regardless, I mean, this is what camp's all about. It's just figuring out who plays good with who. Um, obviously Bruins just scored a goal. I'm not sure who, who got it, but, um, you know, it, it's all coming down. 17 days. We'll figure out. Oh, Jakob Blanco. Nice. PTO. Uh, no, no, he's, uh, he's oh, a, Bruins, he's a Bruins prospect. Oh, Blanco. Yeah. yeah. The future, future, uh, Pasternak. Yeah. The kids I got I thought you said that, um, that guy's name from Germany. Oh no, that's Marcus uh, Marcel Nobles. Oh Nobles. Yep. Okay. See, I'm not up to date with these guys. I don't. You don't need to be. They're not going to be anywhere. I don't follow the Dell League at all either. So, right. I have no idea about any players. Though. I wish that, like, that's one thing I think I'm going to look into more this season. And when they start doing the uh, projected draft things, look at some of the players that the they're going to be picked around that stage. Yeah. Especially European ones, because that's most of the hockey that I can, like, get hold of easily. Like, NCAA and everything like that is impossible to get over here. Oh, yeah, because of the time. Yeah. So. It's just crazy. All right, boys. What do you think about closing it up? Sounds like a good idea. Whatever yeah, you'd well, like, sir. All right. If, yeah, we're gonna just... come back next week with what three games to talk about instead of one. Yeah, we'll have a lot more to talk about as as the season gets closer and the lineups get a little closer to being finalized. So, um, and and definitely come back with the uh, prospect talk. So, yeah. um, Axel Anderson got a assist on that goal, by the way. Yeah, and he's also paired with Zdeno Chara in this that game. That is my that is my guy. That is my new prospect guy he looked fantastic he looked fantastic yeah. at the uh he, at development his camp skating is just oh it's top notch amazing yeah top notch all right um don't forget patreon listeners if you're out there um uh the our listener rewards starts the um, first show of the season so we're going to be kicking that off and if you want to get on all you got to do is donate a dollar go to patreon.com slash black and gold hockey podcast and get involved in that um we're going to be doing a lot of fun things to give back uh because we appreciate everything that you guys have done for us to to help cut the uh operating costs of our show so jump on that and um follow the black and gold hockey.com website we got a lot of really good writers got a lot a lot of good things coming up so um definitely tune into that um, Court and Rob, thank you so much again for this week. Uh, we'll definitely get in touch uh, soon, talk about next week, and, and we'll definitely be plugging away, getting um, a bigger list of topics to cover. So, And uh, like I said, the prospect talk will be back uh, soon. So I know people really like that. So uh, thanks again, everybody, and be safe. Talk soon. Go Bruins. Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. You can follow the guys on Twitter at Black and Gold 277, at Court Lalonde, 
and at Rob40Bruins. You can also send us an email to the show's account at blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com.